chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lugnuts podcast. We are in that day. Well, we're not there, but we got Daytona this weekend. And we got three races, truck, Xfinity, and the Cup Series all at Daytona International Speedway. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick. And we got a special guest who uh, joining us since it's uh, the Great American Race, Luke Hillen. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah, he's joining us for the uh, one-year anniversary of Loose Lug Nuts. Uh, this is the third episode of the season, but uh, last year we didn't have a clash or a season preview. And actually, the first episode was just me talking on my phone, and you could hear it raining outside. But uh, I don't know if you remember this. I picked uh, Michael McDowell to win. No, I think your return was some schlep's going to end up winning or something along those lines. And I named him as one of the schleps. <laughs> so uh, that's where we gained our legitimacy. So uh, plowing into year two. Oh, and uh, Luca joining us. He uh, filled in for us last year, wasn't able to uh, make it on the season preview. So we figured we might as well have him on for the 500 preview. Evan didn't tell him about it. To clarify, it's not that I wasn't able to make it on the season preview. I was not invited to join for the season <laughs> preview. Uh, but but pleased to be pleased to be here for the real uh, kickoff to the NASCAR season. I kind of consider myself a little third wheel uh, loose lug nut guy. So there you go. Well, let's before we get into our race previews, let's break down some of the news. Uh, I think the biggest thing this week was Daytona 500 is a complete sellout, all reserved front stretch seating, RV camping. The fan zone emissions and hospitality options are uh, no longer available. Uh, so pretty good to see a complete sellout here at Daytona. Yeah, I just found it odd reading the release. Usually when you put out a release like this, you'll either say, oh, it's the first sellout since blah, 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 blah. Or it's the 19th sellout in the last 20 years. This release had nothing. It just said, hey, we're sold out. So we're they need new. about the past, man. We're all about 2022. Yeah. New well, car, new, new, new future. <laughs> Daytona needs some new uh, uh, media relations people. Uh, so if they're looking, I know people looking. So have your people talk to our people. It is exciting, though. I, I think it indicates a general excitement around NASCAR going into this year. Um, I think in the U.S., you know, there's a little bit of a newfound interest in motorsports with the Drive to Survive Netflix deal with F1. And maybe that's trickling over NASCAR a little bit. We'll see. I'm excited. Well, and they, I saw the uh, they said the Clash ticket sales, 70 percent of people were first time NASCAR event people that bought tickets. That's big time. That's why they Bubba Wallace is there. Bubba Wallace is, uh, well, 23XI, they said they had more merchandise sales than any event they had last year, except for Daytona 500. Wow. Wow. So it just shows that, you know, the, that's what the beauty about what NASCAR is doing with these different events or putting the clash, uh, in LA, we had, we kind of been skeptics about it, but just those different things to draw up interest and not it being the same thing over and over again every year. I think that's starting to help. Totally agree. Uh, the Daytona 500 winning car uh, may not be displayed at the track this year. Uh, the winning car will remain at the speedway overnight and be present for the celebratory breakfast the following morning, but the team will then be allowed to take it back to the shop and race it again during the season. 
Uh, NASCAR will scan the winning car and create an identical wrap of the paint scheme with confetti and all the wrap will be placed on the body of a next-gen prototype used in testing and be placed in the display as a substitute. So usually the car stays there all year. Uh, people get to go see it, not this year. Yeah, they said it'll go back to 2023. They'll start it back up, but just, hey, these are brand new cars. We need as many as we can get. Uh, you're not holding on to ours. So, Michael McDowell, you'll be able to take that car with you. <laughs> or some other schlep, right? <laughs> I, <Or schlep. laughs> that's not right. <laughs> We've toned oh. it down. Our first couple episodes, we were headed in the wrong direction. I but did. Then we... <laughs> I think in our first couple episodes, we were like, predict who would bring out the first yellow flag yeah not a good <laughs> not a good luck we stopped doing that like we're trying to get we were right it. but yeah. like... <laughs> i mean it's always ricky stenhouse uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man bush light announces the accelerate her program get it accelerator oh i get it oh uh, Anheuser-Busch is spending $10 million over the next uh, three years to elevate women in NASCAR. Uh, the object is to provide more funding, track time, media exposure, and training to prospective female NASCAR races aged 21 and older. Yeah, they've ID'd seven female drivers who will receive uh, inaugural... Inaugural... <laughs> Someone else say that word. Sponsorship through the uh, accelerator program including jennifer joe cobb tony Bredinger, natalie decker amber balschill uh Brittany zamora stephanie moyer and melissa fifield um we've already offered the free media exposure to many of these drivers and they haven't taken us up on it so that might be why uh, carson hosovar and jay buford have better rides at this point no i think that's fair You turned us down, Jennifer Jokov. <laughs> Mom, I think this is good by Anheuser Bush just to give them more uh, publicity, giving them a little bit more funding. And again, it's just all about growing the sport. So obviously, yeah, Bailey Deegan's not on there because she's not 21. Yeah, I found the 21 age a weird cutoff, but I think it's like you can't even go to the website to be, unless you're 21. Like, I think it has to be because it's an alcohol company. You're right. You're right. I forgot about the booze aspect. <laughs> you know, it is the I'm not one of those, I'm not one of those that started before 21. So I don't. Uh -huh. So, and then uh, Arrowhead Brass signs multi year deal to sponsor an Arrow Up Award for the Xfinity Series and Camping World Truck Series uh, to the driver who improves most positions from start to finish. So, little unique award that's going to be given out this year yeah that's uh it's good for the uh back of the field guys to fight for you know those guys up front aren't going to be fighting for it very much because you can only move up a couple spots say you start first you can't win the award well you say that but it's probably going to end up being every single race a good driver who just has some sort of issue in qualifying and then ends up true finishing, you know yeah we have qualifying back thomas we're not just you know going off points anymore <laughs> why are you just sitting there i was just looking at the next note <laughs> uh charles woodson is the grand marshal uh on sunday and then country music icon trace atkins will be uh gracing us with the singing of the national anthem 
Yeah, I I don't know about you guys. I couldn't tell you what any of his songs are. I listen to real country music. Uh, people like Blaze Foley, <laughs> Steve Earle, Towns Van Zant, and Bobby Hillen Jr. <laughs> the real country star, Bobby Hillen Jr. Yep. Still gets still gets his royalty checks from that. <laughs> what he claims. none from loose lug notes. <laughs> <laughs> So let's look at uh, Sunday's Daytona 500. The race will be at 2.30 p.m. Eastern with coverage starting at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fox. If you are listening on radio, it's on the Motor Racing Network and the Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel. 500 miles, as the name suggests, stages are 65, 65, and 70 laps for a total of 200. Qualifying is Wednesday night. We are actually recording on Wednesday, so qualifying uh, begins tonight. And then the top two qualifiers are locked into the front row, and then everybody else goes into qualifying races, which begin uh, on Thursday at 7 p.m. I'm excited. I love speed weeks. I I love the formerly known as Gatorade twin duels or 25s, or, you know, they've had like 50 different names in the past. 50 years but it's fun feels like we're back yeah no offense to blue green vacations i (laughs) don't i i there could be a cooler name like dual is automatically cool but then you bring it down with a bluish green vacation which i guess is somewhere by the sea um i don't know if you gave the time on that those are at 7 p.m on fs1 yep and then the races are two 60-lap, 150-mile races. Um, Blue Green Corporation is an American private vacation ownership company based in Boca Raton, Florida. So is that uh, a timeshare? Kind of smells like one. It smells like a timeshare. If you, But if you go to the seminar for an hour, you get a free... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it's just got different destinations. You can go to the Smoky Mountains, so that's probably the green, and then they got Miami, Cape Cod, so that's the blue. Oh, yeah, so it is timeshare. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, I always, I, I, my memory's foggy. I thought more spots were locked into the duel or into the, uh, with the qualifying. I thought like the top four or five spots. I didn't know it was just two. It seems like an awful lot of qualifying just to qualify, but. Yeah, but if you're in the top row, yeah, yeah, you're, you're qualifying for the duels. But and I mean, and then I get qualifying is honestly most important for those guys that are not charter teams. Yeah, because the top two speeds will get in regardless of how they get how they do in the duels. So yeah, so as you mentioned, we got 42 cars entered for 40 spots. So we got two unlucky losers going home. Uh, some notable non full time guys attempting to get into the field: Greg Biffle. Uh, Daniel Hamrick, Kaz Grala, Noah Gregson, you skipped Villeneuve. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess up some names. Jacques Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve. I think he was a full-time Cup driver for a year. Maybe yeah, two. He was. Uh, he was also a. Uh, he, he's an F1 champion. Yeah, uh, accomplished driver in other specialties. I- I can't believe Evan didn't know how to say his name. <laughs> I believe that I believe that Jacques Villeneuve has a track named after him in Canada. It's his like dad. Circuit. Oh, it's his dad. Yeah. Circuit. Who's also Circuit. a uh, Villeneuve. 
His father's also a renowned driver. Hope he makes the race. Yeah. Uh, so we have, as we mentioned earlier, Michael McDowell won last year's race. Thomas claims to have called it. Uh, with the qualifying, some notes, nine drivers have won from the pole, but no one since Dale Jarrett in 2000 have won from the pole. And some other notes, the last Daytona 500 with a new car build was in 2013. Jimmy Johnson actually won that race after Matt Kenseth led 86 of the first 149 laps before his engine blew up. And then as we look at the field before we make our picks, Denny Hamlin is the only driver uh, in the field with multiple Daytona 500 wins. He has three. He won in 2019 and 2020. And then uh, Kyle Larson, who seems to win everything. He was last year's Cup Series champion. He's never finished in the top five at Daytona and has just five top 10 finishes and 15 starts, which is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, it is one of those races, like when you go on racing reference and you look up stuff, the thing I, for Daytona I look at is lead lap finishes. And it's amazing how many people are at like 50% for lead lap finishes at, at Daytona. You know, the, che checkers are wreckers. But I think it's just so hard because you always have teams making moves. And then if you get, just get caught up in the, there's always the big one, you know. If you get caught up in that, then you're just screwed. So time for picks, I think. Yeah. Time for picks. We, we, we going to let the guest pick first? Yeah, I think we have to. Luke, why don't you give us your long shot? Okay. So it's extremely tempting to go with Cody Ware for my long shot here. Cody, <laughs> he, he, gave, he gave us uh, an encouraging performance in, in the clash. Not that that translates here at all. But he also had a pretty solid practice run yesterday, um, him and the rest of the Rick Ware cars. I'm not going to go with Cody Ware, though, unless he ends up doing well, and then I'm still going to claim that I went with Cody Ware. And I'm going to go with Todd Gilland, uh, who's new this year in the 38 car, another front row motorsports machine. Uh, front row, obviously, strong at Daytona and Talladega. Uh, he's Michael McDowell's teammate. So I'm going Todd Gilland. All right. For me, I, is it too easy to say Justin Haley? Is that fair to say that he's a long shot if he's won at the track before? I mean, you are always known for not taking the long shots as your long shots. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, Colleg Racing, first uh, time racing full-time in the Cup Series. They look good at the Clash. And in three races at Daytona, Haley has a win to go along with a top 10. There you go. Lock it in. I'm going... Uh checkers or wreckers i'm going noah gregson in the uh number 62 for beard motorsports uh they put out some fast cars at daytona in the past with uh brendan gone on uh racing uh i think they might be able to do the same with noah but we'll see he might not even qualify <laughs> he might go home <laughs> that's why it's a long shot yeah that's a really long shot we don't even know if he's in the field yeah for my winner uh i'm gonna go bubba wallace He's got three top fives here, and in his nine races at Daytona, he's had six lead lap finishes, which, as you mentioned, uh, is very important. Uh, in the last 10 races at Daytona, he has the fourth best average finish at 13.7, but that's actually second if you account for people that have actually raced at least five times there, behind Denny Hamlin, who has won twice. So, Wow, a lot of research you did. Very nice. I'm a... Uh... I'm going with Harrison Burton, the new man behind the wheel of the 21 Wood Brothers car, which I believe, if my math is correct, 
that would get the Wood Brothers to 100. <laughs> they didn't get one in yeah. the offseason? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And if they do win, we'll have another ice cream cake. Yeah. 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 They, they're going to win. I Maybe think. their social media person will actually look at it this time. <laughs> but but in reality, the, the Wood Brothers have run well historically at Daytona. The 21 car's always been strong there. Uh, obviously, back when, gosh, I guess it was forever ago, Trevor Bain won there in the 21 car. So as a, as a rookie as well, I think. So maybe rookie Harrison Burton can make the magic happen. There you go. It would be 21 years after that. Wow. Wow. Oh, shit. I'm going uh, Michael McDowell. Some people are going to say he's a schlep. <laughs> and some people are going to say it was a fluke, but I don't think it was. Uh, in the last 10 races at Daytona, he's the only driver with eight lead lap finishes. In order to win the race, you got to be on the lead lap. Um, in fact, he and Denny Hamlin are the only two racers in the field with eight uh, to finish eight, of, not even on the lead lap, just finish with their car running uh, eight of the last Daytona 500. So I'm going with Michael. I'm not a schlep McDowell. There we go. There's our picks for the cup race. Do you guys have any qualms about the car heading into this weekend or questions, maybe some doubt after what we saw at the clash? I mean, I, my guy Chase Briscoe was a victim of a potential car hiccup twice, uh, right? Yeah, happened in uh, practice and then happened in the actual race. Some stuff involving things breaking and whatnot. I mean, maybe a little hesitancy here. It's a new car; they've certainly not gone this fast before in live action. So it, it, it'll be interesting to follow. Seems like everything in practice went good, though, which is encouraging. Yeah. No one and that's why you don't pick a really good race. Don't waste your good racers on this one. You know, you pick Michael <laughs> McDowell. Well, you, you pick somebody uh, that you're not going to pick the rest of the year, so you don't waste them all up. Like oh, last sure. year, I picked Austin Sindrick for every race the first three months. Yeah. Evan thought I was dating him. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, we got to do fantasy NASCAR. Oh yeah, oh, get that. Get that I'll hurry up, up, get that loaded up. Yeah, yeah. we'll do that. All right, Xfinity, we got the beef. It's what's for dinner, 300 on Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern with coverage starting at 4 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1 Radio on the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. It is 300 miles, 120 laps with stages of 30, 30, and 62. Yeah, great name to the race, though. Probably the early leader, I would think, for best name. Yeah. I mean, better than Daytona 500. Yeah. Um, but with inflation, it's going to be beef. The steak is going to cost you 300 pretty soon. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> uh, Austin Cendrick won the race uh, last year at Daytona. And then we got some sad news, Thomas. No, what a burger car. Ugh. I just realized it. Like I was looking up David Starr stuff and good for him. He signed up for uh, 28 races with SS Greenlight Racing. But his primary sponsors are Fox News as Brett Baer, uh, EverFi Inc., Ticket Smarter, and Digital Ally. None of those are Whataburger. So his longstanding partnership gone. So I don't know if Whataburger is going to sign someone else up. You know who Maybe. they? You know who they should sign? Some Texas driver like Bailey Curry. I was going to say, well, that too. Uh, also, a friend of the program from Houston, Jade Buford. Oh, there you go. Or uh, yeah. We just have a lot of friends that are Texas drivers. 
No female friends, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jen Canopel. Yeah, but she's not a driver. Well, yeah. She's still a friend of the program. All right, so who you got for your winner on Saturday? Who are you asking, me? Either whoever wants to get Guest it. always goes first. Yeah, okay. I'm going Brandon Jones in the 19 car. Uh, don't really have any reason for why. Just think he's going to win. That's the best reason. Yeah. I'm going uh, – <laughs> uh, oh, go, you go. I saw Noah Gregson. thought I picked him twice. <laughs> you, you go. Well, the spoiler alert, I'm, uh, I'm very high on junior motorsports this year. Gregson's the main reason why. I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, in six races at Daytona and Xfinity, he has a win in a top ten, so I'm going to go with Noah Gregson. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if Ty Gibbs wins in the 54. Yeah. People forget about him because they have they even announced he's racing full season. Or There's not just... an I next to his name on the entry list, so I think that means that he's full time and he's eligible for the playoffs. So yeah, I might there just pick go. him every time because he dominated last year. And yeah, well, I'm going with uh, Daniel Hemrick. I think uh, college racing is always fast at super speedways, and I like Hemrick over uh, Landon Castle, who doesn't have a great track record at Daytona. Um, I could have picked. AJ Allmendinger, but I'm going Daniel Hemrick for two wins in a row. You would have all those races without a win, and then he could win two in a row. There you go. Well, then he had just signed with uh, Collar Racing, so we'll see what happens on Saturday. On Friday night, we have the Next Era Energy 250. Uh, that is Friday at 7:30 p.m. Eastern, with Fox Sports One coverage starting at 6:30 Eastern. Radio on Motor Racing Network and the Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel. 250 miles, stages of 20, 20, and 60 for 100 laps. Yep. Uh, last year's winner uh, was Ben Rhodes. It was part of his hot start. He won the first two races. Uh, was pretty strong early. Cooled off, uh, but then came back and won the title and then got a little tipsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I would have, too, if I won. Brought the title uh, back to Northeast Ohio like LeBron James. So then he's just going to leave him to go to L.A. or something? Mm. You want you want, Is that too? Just too four real? former <laughs> Daytona winners are in the race. We got Johnny Sauter with three. Austin Hill uh, coming back, even though he's racing Xfinity. He's like, I can't quit you, trucks. And he's back in the race with Grant Enfinger and Ben Rhodes. Luke, who you got in the as your winner for the next era energy 250? I was tempted to go with Haley Deegan, uh, just because I like Haley Deegan, but then the numbers did not necessarily back up my choice of Haley Deegan. So, like uh, my long shot in the cup series, I, I will still claim it if she wins or does well, but I'm actually going to say that the Maddie D revenge tour starts early and oh. he gets to win. So I'm going with Maddie D. And if he wins, it doesn't count as a Woodbros win. It doesn't, but but does it? But we're fans of Maddie D. So we're it would start Rackley Wars March towards 100. <laughs> it, it would start it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thomas, who are you going with? I'm going uh, Grant Enfinger. Uh, he has a win here, and he also has a second-place finish. Both of those have happened since 2019. Average finish of 9.7 in his seven races. Uh, 
he's back with a full-time ride this year after last year, sort of getting the hose job and missing out on the playoffs because he missed a race. So I think he's coming back with a vengeance. Ooh, like a little revenge tour like uh, Matty yeah. D. A revenge tour tour. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jordan Anderson. Uh, three lead lap finishes in his five races here. He's finished in the top 10 three times and also has two top five finishes. So there we go. There Luke, we go. since you weren't with us last week, why don't you give us your final four picks for truck Xfinity and cup? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, way we can compare at the end to see who's the most knowledgeable for sure. And all my picks are straight up. I'm not like hedging anything with a, well, I thought about this. No, <laughs> uh, so on the truck series, I'm going John Hunter, Nemechek, uh, Grant Enfinger, Ben Rhodes, and I'm throwing Maddie D in there because I'm all in on the Maddie D revenge tour. Um, so those are my final four there. Xfinity series going Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Daniel Hemrick, and uh, Ty Gibbs, which probably a lot of crossover there with what other people think. Uh, and then the Cup series going Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, who wouldn't be an episode if I didn't pick Kyle Busch for something. Uh, and a little bit out there, but I'm going with my guy, Chase Briscoe, to shock the world and make it into the championship four this year. Uh, obviously, it's a little bit of a biased pick because he's my guy, but I, I do think that Stuart Haas is, is going to uh, bounce back from what was a real down year across the board for all four of their teams last year. Um, I do think that they've invested a lot in Chase and, and – uh, are ready to take the next step there with that 14 team. So I'm excited. All right, there you go. Now time for our favorite segment every week as we lead in preview every race is our favorite paint schemes. We got some good ones uh, this week, especially in trucks. Although we don't have the Bama buggies, but Thomas has a good one. Yeah, uh, Chase pretty eschewed Bama buggies this week in order to do the uh, – David S. Gray found love number 61, which has a picture of David S. Gray on it. Um, Who is it? It's a guy. He sings a song. So he's a musical artist, David S. Gray. Yeah, musical artist. Not to be confused with the other David Gray. Who's the other David Gray? The car, do you know the car or the truck? Excuse me, I need to get my pronouns right. The truck actually kind of reminded me of the David Comey sign. Yeah, that's why I liked it. (laughs) There's a David Gray that sings a famous song. I forget what it is. I remember it. It's a wine, it's like a sad song. So I, you know, anyhow, this is not that David Gray. This is not the British David Gray. This is a different dusty S. Whoa, what was that? <laughs> that was me. My bad. <laughs> Luke's, Luke's getting some emails. Cheyenne just sent an MBV 365 calendar update. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, that's who I have. Also, I, I'll wait till Luke picks his because I don't know if he picked this one. I have an honorable mention. So, uh-huh. I'll say it after. My truck. My truck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is the number 44, Chris Wright. FNB Corporation Chevrolet, uh, just a classic stars and stripes paint scheme. Looks like their logo is some sort of variation of an American flag, but it's shaking hands with itself. Uh, oh my cool. Uh, looked up FNB Corporation, uh, 
diversified financial services based in Pittsburgh with total assets of more than 38 billion and Whoa. more so American not wiener that, pills. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not wiener pills, but could be wiener pills. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Timmy Hill, the intimidator and the number 56 Cobalt Enterprises Toyota. It's beach themed with the front part of the truck having the ocean uh, and then the back half being a yeah, the beach and then there's a starfish laying in the sand so hopefully it doesn't dry out but yeah pretty uh thematic for the weekend you got an honorable mention uh yeah i'm going uh thad moffitt who's no relation to brett moffitt but he is related to richard petty he's allegedly his grandson i didn't look it up to actually confirm this i didn't want it to be like someone going on the uh, montel williams show claiming to be uh <laughs> but he is running a uh, richard petty paint scheme in the number 43 truck so it looks pretty sharp all right and then and i in- want to say this 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 race for xfinity sort of for cop sort of for truck this is the race where everyone has their main sponsor. So it's all sort of black, all the, like no one like went crazy with their schemes. A lot of bland. This is what you're going to see most of the year schemes. So a little sad, a little yeah. hard to pick. Um, so Xfinity, I'm going with a guy I didn't pick all last year. Um, I feel like I should just cause it's a sharp looking car. I'm going Noah Gregson's number nine classic black rifle looks clean you know says i'm not gonna pick it the rest of the year i'll pick it this week luke who you got uh i'm gonna i'm I'm looking them up right now all right well i'll go i I got the joe graf jr in the not the number seven the zero seven bucked up energy drink chevrolet pretty sharp looking car uh it just, it just looks sweet it's probably the only one that's not like a normal bland paint scheme i just realized that xfinity chose not to move the numbers forward on the car yeah, yeah i don't get it that doesn't make any sense either either did truck <laughs> yeah wild okay i'm picking justin allgaier in the number seven brant professional agriculture uh car uh they're going all in on the agricultural theme with corn colored or patterned number and trim if you will and i like corn so yeah and then then, uh cup i got bubba wallace and then uh, i'm picking him to win and it might be because he has the best paint scheme the number 23 mcdonald's has emoji looking big mac and fries uh and then an honorable mention for me was the uh brad keselowski's number six just looks pretty sharp because the six is all multicolored. It's like got different shades of silver inside of it. And then it's navy blue in the back. Looks pretty sharp. But Bubba Wallace was my far my favorite. I'm going uh, Greg Biffle rolling out in the Grambling State University, uh, number 44 uh, for NY Racing. One of those cars that might not qualify. So get a look at it at the uh, <laughs> whatever it is, duels. Um, catch them there. And uh, yeah. You, you got another one too well i wanted to wait to see make yeah. sure i didn't take his, his other one was what, what i was probably gonna there, go there for. you go so i'll claim it uh daniel suarez in the 99 tootsies orchid lounge chevrolet which he ran this last year 
at least once, which I was I believe the, the time he ran it was in Nashville, yeah. which makes more sense because I'm pretty sure there's only one Tootsie's Orchid Orchid Lounge, and I think it's in Nashville because I've been there before. So he's running that in Daytona, which is an interesting marketing ploy unless i'm totally wrong correct me if i'm wrong on that yeah i mean it's reminiscent of when our uh friend of the program quinn Hauf, raced an eight ball whiskey car at 19 different tracks that didn't offer eight ball whiskey within yeah. <laughs> 400 miles of the track um i will correct myself i just did a quick google search and it looks like tootsies has expanded and has a location in panama city oh well there you go so they are in the state of Florida also, which is... You know who should have uh, done a thingy is Bucky's. They have a Daytona site. They hmm. should have. But anyhow, honorable mention for the year is probably going to be Kevin Harvick too, by the way. His... Yeah, every Bush Light paint scheme. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They're unofficial sponsors of the uh, thingy. I want to give a shout out to Bush uh, Beer. Um, thank you for all the good times and also Hartzler. Um, Gary, who makes the best eggnog, we're going to try to lock them down as a sponsor. Um, I'll probably send some uh, stuff out to them, get them to sign up. We didn't get Hunt Brothers last year, tried as hard as we could. If anyone out there wants to start a letter writing campaign to Hunt Brothers, uh, let me know and we'll put our full weight behind it. Your DM to Hunt Bros from Loose Lug Notes pod Twitter might have been the one of the funnier things I've seen. <laughs> Said he was going to wrap this 2010 HHR and stop at every hunt bros in the country. Yeah, they said they'd keep me in mind and then they never got back. To me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that will do it for our Daytona 500 preview. It's good to have NASCAR back. It is a full weekend with the truck race on Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Xfinity, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, which is also when the Aggie basketball team plays. And then Sunday... Uh, at 2.30 p.m. Eastern for the Daytona 500. Luke, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your insight. A lot of fun. Looking forward to the duels tomorrow. Yeah. And we, uh, we'll be back next week to recap. But for now, it's time to say goodbye and play that Bobby Hillman Jr. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning my brain started running many stops when I was 13 and won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me, sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen's Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance 
Please for the ride.